Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles. We have read chapter 6. Just in our last session, we read chapter 6. Um, we're ready to read chapter 7. Now, at the end of chapter 6, um, some people had basically created a a fake accusation. Wow, I'm having trouble with that, sorry. And had brought false witnesses against Stephen and had him arrested and he was before the council. And the last verse says, And gazing at him, all who sat in the council saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Now this was Stephen. Okay. Well, let's go back one more. In verse 14 of chapter 6, it was a short chapter. Um, this is explaining what he's being accused of. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will change the customs that Moses delivered to us. And gazing at him, all who sat in the council saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Now let's move on with chapter 7. And the high priest said, Are these things so? And Stephen said, Brothers and fathers, hear me. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he lived in Haran and said to him, Go out from your land and from your kindred and go into the land that I will show you. Then he went out from the land of the Chaldeans and lived in Haran. And after his father died, God removed him from there into this land into which you are now living. Yet he gave him no inheritance in it not even a foot's length, but promised to give it to him as a possession and to his offspring after him, though he had no child. And God spoke to this effect, that his offspring would be sojourners, sojourners, I'm sorry, sojourners in a land belonging to others, who would enslave them and afflict them for four hundred years. But I will judge the nation that they serve, said God, and after that they shall come out and worship me in this place. And he gave him the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham became the father of Isaac, and circumcised him on the eighth day, and Isaac became the father of Jacob, and Jacob of the twelve patriarchs. And the patriarchs, jealous of Joseph, sold him into Egypt. But God was with him and rescued him out of all his afflictions and gave him favor and wisdom before Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who made him ruler over Egypt and over all his household. Now there came a famine throughout all Egypt and Canaan and great affliction, and our fathers could find no food. But when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent out our fathers on their first visit. And on the second visit, Joseph made himself known to his brothers, and Joseph's family became known to Pharaoh. And Joseph sent and summoned Jacob, his father, and all his kindred, seventy-five persons in all. And Jacob went down into Egypt, and he died, he and our fathers. And they were carried back to Shechem, and laid in the tomb that Abraham had bought for a sum of silver from the sons of Hamor in Shechem. But as the time of the promise drew near when God had granted to Abraham, the people increased and multiplied in Egypt until there arose over Egypt another king who did not know Joseph. Right. 
Yeah, so in other words, I mean, just in case that read funny, um, as the time drew near for the promise, um, the people had increased and multiplied in Egypt. They had, you know, they had uh, sort of flourished there because Joseph had been well, uh, well renowned, I guess, and well thought of, and it had a high place in, in Egypt. It had a high position. Until there arose over Egypt another king who did not know Joseph. Okay, now this is still Stephen reminding them of this. This is something they should have all known. He dealt shrewdly with our race and forced our fathers to expose their infants so that they would not be kept alive. At this time Moses was born and he was beautiful in God's sight and he was brought up for three months in his father's house and when he was exposed Pharaoh's daughter adopted him and brought him up as her own son. So here again recounting what had happened with Moses and how he was brought up in the Pharaoh's household. And Moses was instructed in all the wisdom of the Egyptians, and he was mighty in his words and deeds. When he was forty years old, it came into his heart to visit his brothers, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them being wronged, he defended the oppressed man and avenged him by striking down the Egyptian. He supposed that his brothers would understand that God was giving them salvation by his hand, but they did not understand. And on the following day he appeared to them as they were quarreling and tried to reconcile them, saying, Men, you are brothers. Why do you wrong each other? But the man who was wronging his neighbor thrust him aside, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge over us? Do you want to kill me as you killed the Egyptian yesterday? At this retort, Moses fled and became an exile in the land of Midian, where he became the father of two sons. Now when forty years had passed, an angel appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai in a flame of fire in a bush. So this means Moses would have been about eighty. He was an exile and became a father of two sons and then forty years passed. So he had been about eighty, okay? Alright. I'm saying about, and I'm just using the numbers I have here. If if he was actually a little older, you know, that's fine. You can always let me know. When Moses saw it, he was amazed at the sight. And as he drew near to look, there came the voice of the Lord. I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob. And Moses trembled and did not dare to look. Then the Lord said to him, Take off the sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard their groaning, and I have come down to deliver them, and now come, I will send you to Egypt. This Moses, whom they rejected, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge? This man God sent as both ruler and redeemer by the hand of the angel who appeared to him in the bush. This man led them out, performing wonders and signs in Egypt and at the Red Sea and in the wilderness for forty years. This is the Moses who said to the Israelites, God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. This is the one who was in the congregation in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him at Mount Sinai and with our fathers. He received living oracles to give to us. 
Our fathers refused to obey him, but thrust him aside, and in their hearts they turned to Egypt, saying to Aaron, Make for us gods who will go before us. As for this Moses who led us out from the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And they made a calf in those days, and offered a sacrifice to the idol, and were rejoicing in the works of their hands. But God turned away, and gave them over to worship the host of heaven, as it is written in the book of the prophets. Did you bring to me slain beasts and sacrifices during the forty years in the wilderness, O house of Israel? You took up the tent of Moloch, and the star of your god Rephon, the images that you made to worship, and I will send you into exile beyond Babylon. Our fathers had the tent of witness in the wilderness, just as he who spoke to Moses directed him to make it, according to the pattern that he had seen. Our fathers in turn brought it in with Joshua when they dispossessed the nations that God drove out before our fathers. So it was until the days of David, who found favor in the sight of God and asked to find a dwelling place for the God of Jacob. But it was Solomon who built a house for him. Yet the Most High does not dwell in houses made by hands, as the prophet says. Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Did not my hands make all these things? No, did not my hand make all these things? You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did. So did you. Yeah, as your fathers did, so did you. Which of the prophets did not your fathers persecute? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one, whom you have now betrayed and murdered. You who received the law as delivered by angels and did not keep it. Now when they heard these things, they were enraged, and they ground their teeth at him. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven, and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. <clears throat> and he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened, and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice, and stopped their ears, and rushed together at him. Then they cast him out of the city, and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he said this, he, when he had said this, he fell asleep. So, this was the stoning of Stephen. That's how that came about. Um, it's kind of odd that they listen to him talk about all of this and re recount all of this. And yet in the end, instead of being moved in a compassionate way, they were enraged. And yet they knew this was their history. This was not something that they could deny. They knew that their you know, their history from their own scriptures, you know, count, recounted how they did treat the uh, the prophets and the ones who came before. So, um, so anyway, this is, that is, 
that is the that is I don't know how else to say it that is what happened with Stephen um, he recounted this whole you know series of events and explained to them how Israel had been really unfaithful to God and that Israel had you know persecuted the well, they had really, you know, not really been all that kind to Moses either, and they had not been faithful to God, and they persecuted the prophets, and um, and he told them that they had, you know, betrayed and murdered Jesus, and then they were enraged. So, I think that stands on its own. I really don't have a lot else to say about it. This is uh, the events that happened. It's, uh, it's, it's sad to me, but at the same time it shows how they had allowed their customs and their, um, their own self-righteousness, their own belief in themselves to become so strong that they could not hear and could not understand and accept um, the Word of God and accept the fact that they too you know were flawed and were making mistakes and so they basically were killing him for a false witness um, nowhere in here does he say anything about um, what was the accusation again we go back to the accusation that Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will change the customs that Moses delivered yet he doesn't go into anything about that so they were just angry that he, you know, he, he was reminding them of their faults and their flaws. So, and that's true. We do get, we do, we can get upset if people are reminding us of our past um, misdeeds and things. We need to, you know, come to terms with that and accept that we have done things wrong in the past. That doesn't mean we have to do things wrong in the future. That doesn't mean we need to try to do something wrong now to cover it up. Alright, well that is all of chapter 7 in the book of Acts. Thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. And remember, God loves you.